Hi Zoe, thanks so much for joining us on Britain's Birth Stories podcast. Hello, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, would you like to tell us uh, where you're based and uh, who's in your family? Yeah, so um, I'm based in Northampton um, and I am married to my husband Chris and we have one little girl who is three. Oh, amazing. And uh, what's your profession apart from taking care of your family? Um, so um, my degree is in marketing, so my, my background is in marketing, um, but I'm now a, um, a full-time hypnobirthing teacher. Wow, right. I'm sure we'll get into that uh, later on, definitely. <laughs> so uh, let's go straight into your pregnancy. Uh, was this something that you'd thought about and considered, or was this uh, a bit unexpected? Um, so it's something that we had planned um, for quite a while, actually. Um, once we got married, my husband was really desperate to have children. Um, and it was actually me that was kind of putting him off and you know, saying, can we just wait a couple of years? Um, so, yeah, when we actually came around to kind of being ready, um, yeah, so, yeah, I guess we did kind of plan it. Wonderful. And how did you feel when you found out you were pregnant? Um, well, apart from being knackered, <laughs> um, I was really, really happy. Um, obviously, my husband was very, very happy too. Um, but there was kind of a part of me that was very nervous as well. So I think I was equal parts excited and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was this part of me that got kind of bigger week by week um, where I was kind of thinking, oh, my goodness, how is this gonna come out of me <laughs> yeah yeah and 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 at that point had you thought much about where and how you'd like to birth um I think in the beginning I didn't really give it that much thought I think I had just I think I assumed that it would be in hospital because I think you know I think for a lot of us there's the assumption that when we give birth we go into hospital so I hadn't really thought about anything other than that um you know, I hadn't thought about home birth or birth centre, um, none of that. I, I just kind of pictured myself in a labour ward room. Um, and it wasn't until I explored hypnobirthing that I actually realised that there was a lot of other choices. Um, and that's when I started to sort of think about other things. Wow, wow. And, and how was the pregnancy overall for you? Overall, pregnancy was fine. Um, I think I think everyone has those first few weeks where they just feel like death. <laughs> um, I think I was, you know, I was um, suffering with kind of sickness, um, and I think it was the exhaustion that was the worst part. So, you know, I would come home from work and just feel so tired. I think it is so draining when you're working full, you know, full time. Um, and then you come home at the end of the day and you've still got stuff to do around the house and dinner and everything. Um, and there was quite a few times where I just came home and went to bed. So I was just so exhausted. Um, but you know, once I got past that kind of first trimester part, um, generally it was, it, it was pretty good. Um, you know, obviously towards the end, quite, you know, quite a lot of tiredness. Um, but generally it was pretty, pretty good, pretty, pretty smooth, really. Wonderful. And let's get straight into it. So uh, how did labour begin and progress for you? 
Um, so, um, obviously, I've been doing hypnobirthing the last couple of months before my daughter was born. So, when my labour started, I knew what to expect. Um, so, I was actually, I think, five days overdue, and I'd gone to my midwife appointment. Um, and during that appointment, um, I'd had a stretch and sweep, mm-hmm. which I, you know, which I consented to, but it wasn't very comfortable. And with hindsight, I probably didn't need it, uh, but obviously I didn't realise that at, at the time. Um, mm. But once I got home from that appointment, um, things started to kind of start. Um, so I you know, started doing my hypnobirthing breathing and my relaxation. Um, I had my friend with me as well, so she she stayed with me and we had to, you know, a nice, nice cup of tea and some cakes and stuff just to kind of keep, you know, keep my mind off what was going on um and yeah I just sort of tried to carry on as as much as I could with you know the kind of normal everyday things that I'd that I'd planned um but in the back of my mind I I was thinking oh this is really great you know things are starting to move and I was really excited um which is something that I think at the beginning of my pregnancy I never would have thought that I'd be excited about going into labor but I was genuinely you know really happy and thinking I'm going to meet her soon it's going to be really good um so yeah things kind of carried on like that for quite a few hours um I don't think we actually called the midwife until about 10 p.m um so it was most of that day just kind of breathing through things and you know it was completely manageable there was no you know no real pain it was just a sensation Mm -hmm. um that I was able to manage pretty pretty well um and then yeah we we actually then went into the birth center about one in the morning um because that's what i was planning you know planning to to give birth was in the birth center here in in northampton um and then when i got there that's when the first kind of disappointment happened um was that when they checked my urine and my blood pressure they noticed that my blood pressure was ever so slightly raised and I had a, a tiny trace of protein in my urine. Right. Um, so they weren't comfortable with me going into the birth um, centre. So that meant then a little walk down the hall to the labour ward, um, right. which is not where I had really wanted to give birth because I, you know, what I really wanted was to have a lovely water birth mm-hmm. and, you know, have that lovely atmosphere. <clears throat> um but that wasn't obviously going to be achievable in labour ward. Um, but that was fine because, you know, I'd kind of prepared myself, you know, for the, for the different twists and turns that might happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that although that was a disappointment to me, I, I managed to kind of pick myself up and and kind of move move forward with that because I, I had I'd kind of mentally prepared for that. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So then I was in a little room on labour ward, um, just kind of keeping as upright and mobile as I ever could. <clears throat> um, sorry. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, things kind of progressed very, very, very smoothly. And it, and it wasn't really until the end where things went really off plan. Um, so towards the very end, um, my daughter's heart rate actually dropped I think quite dramatically. I don't remember exactly because obviously I was in my in my zone. Yeah. Um, 
but the midwife must have kind of pressed the button to get people in. Um, so suddenly all these people came in. Um, and I think when I tell people this birth story, a lot of people are kind of like, oh my gosh, like that must have really thrown you, that must have really panicked you. Um, but it, it really didn't. And I managed to keep calm and, you know, keep relaxed um, because I knew that was, you know, that was the best thing to, to, you know, to be doing. Yeah. Um, and at that point, a doctor came in and, you know, started talking about that he would like to, that he would recommend um, a delivery by a forceps. Mm-hmm. So I had a, I had a chat with him um, because that was one of my, you know, sort of no-go scenarios. Like I did not want that. Yeah. Um, when I went into it, I thought I don't want that, and I don't want a cesarean if I can absolutely help it. You know, um, but that's that's one of the options that I had at, at that point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And um, so, yeah, I had a chat with him, um, what, you know, using my hypnobirthing tools to kind of talk about, okay, what's the benefit of this? What's the risk? What if we did nothing? And sort of talk through all the different options. Um, and I decided that I would consent to that forceps delivery. Um, and, yeah, that's how she was born. And she was beautiful and calm. And I can just remember the way she looked up into my, you know, up into my eyes and, yeah, it was amazing. So even though it really was not the birth that I wanted, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I'd dreamed about, it was still a really good experience because, you know, I was able to keep calm. I I had control over the decisions that were made because they were mine. Um, and, yeah, it was just a really great experience. Wonderful. And how were the first few hours like with her? Yeah, so she um, she actually latched pretty much straight away. We had lots of time for skin to skin. Um, I think we were actually in the room for a few hours afterwards, like definitely, you know, definitely a couple of um, hours. Um, so that was, you know, that was brilliant. And she was really calm. She was so chilled out, um, which you wouldn't really think from, you know, from being kind of pulled out with some forceps. You wouldn't think that that a baby could be so chilled out, but she was really, really calm. Um, I think for me and my husband, we were both a bit like, oh my gosh, like we've got a baby to look after. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, kind of thinking, oh my gosh, like she's going to break and ah. Um, so I think it was probably more stressful for us than it was for her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in terms of the support, how supported did you feel at that time? I think, you know, really, really supported. Um, there was a lot of midwives obviously coming in and doing the checks and doing the paperwork and doing, you know, what they need to do. Um, but they were all so friendly, um, you know, happy to chat about things. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, you know, definitely felt supported. Yeah, yeah. And eventually when you when you got home, how was your... F- feeding journey what what had you planned for that or what what were you thinking well I actually didn't leave hospital for another couple of days um just because of some complications that happened immediately afterwards so I actually um had a small kind of um postpartum hemorrhage um which meant that I had to have some treatment for my iron levels Mm -hmm. um so I was actually in hospital for a couple of days after um and I had planned, so my my plan was to breastfeed. 
Um, and obviously she, she latched on straight away. So I, I kind of thought, oh, brilliant. This is easy. This is great. Um, yeah. <laughs> and obviously that was the kind of most smooth latch that we had because after that, that's when all the problems and the kind of challenges started. Um, so I actually found it pretty tough um, and, yeah, kind of struggled quite a lot, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. So what we ended up doing was we were doing a bit of a combination feeding. Right. So we were using formula and then, well, no, we were breastfeeding and then topping her up with formula, um, which, you know, looking back, I kind of feel like if I had known more about breastfeeding, if I had um, kind of understood a little bit more about it, I think things probably would have been a bit different or quite a lot different. Um, but where we ended up was after a couple of weeks, um, obviously once we were home, um, we actually then switched to formula, fully formula. And that decision actually kind of left me feeling two ways. I was really happy on one hand because I felt like, you know, I could kind of be a lot happier with um, with feeding because you know, feeding had kind of got to a point where I was crying, she was crying, we were all crying, and it, yeah. just, wasn't, and, you know, it just wasn't fun. Um, but I also felt really guilty mm-hmm. and regretful that I hadn't managed to do what I wanted to do. Um, and it took me, it actually took me a while to kind of get over that. Um, and I think that for a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people who want to breastfeed and do find it difficult and do struggle. Um, you know, equally, there are people who find it really easy, but there are a lot of people who struggle because they they either just don't know what to expect or they don't know, you know, what you know what what to do. But they also don't really have access to the to the right level of support. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I trained as a breastfeeding um, peer supporter. Um, in addition to what I do with my hypnobirthing classes, um, just because I know how how it can make you feel, you know, if, yeah. you, if you have to kind of give up on that dream of breastfeeding, it, you know, but I, I guess at, at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you and your baby are happy, healthy, fed, and however you feed your, your baby, you know, that's the most important thing. Um, so, you know, whether it's formula, whether it's breast milk, as long as your baby is fed, that's the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, because that was quite difficult, how did that affect you postnatally? And and how was the postnatal period for you overall? Mm. Well, it's <laughs> it's honestly a bit of a blur, if I'm totally honest, mm-hmm. um, because it was just, it was exhausting because obviously I wasn't sleeping that yeah. much at all. Um, it was, I think for those first couple of weeks, really emotionally draining just because I struggled so much with the breastfeeding side of it Um, and I think once I'd kind of got through those first few weeks I felt like the clouds had kind of parted a bit (laughs) and I felt a little bit more like myself Um, but I do I do think that those first few weeks I lost I kind of lost a bit of myself um, which you know it's not that's not to say that's a bad thing. I think that every new parent 
goes through a bit of a transition um, and a bit of a change because your life is completely different when you have a baby to think about. Um, But yeah, I think I found the first couple of weeks very tough. um, And once I'd kind of got through that, things definitely improved. Um, I was, you know, I I never had any sort of depression or anything like that. Um, but I can see how how easily people can slip into that um, into that territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was the loneliness, mm. um, and for me having the friends that I'd made on my on my hypnobirthing course on my NCT course, they were invaluable. So having someone to text at three in the morning was just the best thing because having someone who's kind of going through the same things. As, as you and can understand you is so vital yeah definitely and and that's a great thing to to bring up uh, in terms of all the all the friendships you can make and build during that when you're pregnant and then uh, eventually do have the baby that's a great point mm. to, to include yeah definitely and I think I think as well um you know preparing for birth is really important um, but preparing for what comes after is just as vital. Yeah. So, and that's and that's not just about you know learning what breastfeeding is and learning about you know how to formula feed. It's also about actually thinking. Okay, what support do I need? What am I going to do about food? What um, what am I going to say to visitors? Um, you know, all those kinds of things that you probably haven't ever had to think about before. Yeah, definitely. Um, when it comes down to it, it's actually really critical that you kind of have it worked out um, because when it comes to it, you're you know you're, you're going to be in the middle of this crazy, you know, crazy, you know, <laughs> emotional roller coaster, sleep deprivation, and you won't be able to think clearly. So I think you know having that kind of thought beforehand um, can really set you up. Yeah. better for a you know, successful postnatal period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely, I, I totally agree with that. Mm. And, and now, moving on to the more professional side of things, um, uh, what pushed you into getting into hypnobirthing professionally? Mm. So, I mean, obviously, having used hypnobirthing with my own birth and kind of experiencing for myself how powerful it really was um and bear in mind that my birth was not what you might think of as like a stereotypical hypnobirth I think a lot of people when they you know when they hear that you've had a hypnobirth they think oh she must have like been at home or drug free or completely natural and that's not what happened to me at all Mm -hmm. so knowing that hypnobirthing was so powerful in that situation knowing that it helped and, and, and has helped so many people in all different birth scenarios, um, I, I started telling loads of people about, about hypnobirthing. So in my, in my day job, when, you know, whenever someone was pregnant, I was like, oh, have you done hypnobirthing? Have you thought about it? You've got to do it. It's amazing. So I started just sort of promoting hypnobirthing to loads of different people. Yeah. Um, and I think someone kind of said to me, have you ever thought about actually teaching hypnobirthing? I think you'd be really good at it. And I was like, oh, uh, no. Um, but then as the kind of weeks went on and I, you know, well, in, in, my, in my particular office, there was always someone pregnant, like 
always. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of women in my office, and so there was always someone pregnant. And I started more more often than not. These these um, people would kind of be like, "Oh, you know, I'm pregnant. It's going to be awful. I've just got to go along with whatever I'm I'm told." And they were almost setting themselves up to fail yeah. before they'd started. And that really annoyed me um, that they would feel like that. Obviously not annoyed at them, but annoyed at the whole situation, at the whole um, perception that we have of birth in our society, in our culture, mm-hmm. um, that you know people are led to believe that it is you know, automatically going to be terrible and it's going to be traumatic. And you know that comes through stories that we're told, what we see on TV... Yeah. All those things kind of feed into our picture of birth that it's this awful, traumatic, horrific thing. And I just wanted to do what you know, whatever that I I could to kind of change that narrative and to actually support people so that they didn't have to just resign themselves to the worst. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, and how how has it been in the in the current climate being a hypnobirthing teacher for you? <laughs> It's been a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. So I, um, I trained last year. I started my business actually teaching um, in March, which was not the best time to mm-hmm. start the business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so my first course we started face to face, and then obviously lockdown happened. Um, I think on like the twenty something of, of March. Yeah. So we ended the course on Zoom online mm-hmm. um and then i was teaching online um obviously from march through all, all the way through lockdown um and all the way till today actually yeah. um and yeah it's been it's been up and down it's been a struggle to i think i think any any new new business kind of starting in the spring of this year has struggled yeah um you know just to kind of get your name out there get visibility um, so that's been a struggle, but it's been really rewarding on, on, on the other hand, just because, you know, things, particularly with maternity services through, um, through this pandemic have been so restricted. Yeah. So to be able to support people, um, in this environment, I think is so important and, you know, it's been really, really good that I've been able to continue that. Yeah. Um, and you know, thank God for the for the internet. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Wow. And in terms of of your area where you are, Ed, would yeah. you say that hypnobirthing is quite um, widely accepted, or what? What's the perception there? Um, so in my area, there's actually quite a few hypnobirthing teachers. Um, I know that there are some areas that are hypnobirthing teachers. So I feel like. In my area in particular, there's probably more noise around hypnobirthing. Um, but I think generally, you know, over the last few years, hypnobirthing has kind of been trending upwards, if, if you like. Yeah. Um, and that more people are certainly talking about it. I think there's still quite a big barrier to overcome because I think the name hypnobirthing doesn't really help it. It sounds really like hippy-dippy. Um, it, I have to say, I mean, I was initially quite sceptical about hypnobirthing when I'd first heard about it. Yeah. Um, because I thought it, well, I thought it was just going to be a bit of deep breathing and a bit of relaxation, um, 
which, you know, that is part of it, but it's so much more than that. Um, so, yeah, the name doesn't really help it. So I, I feel like there is still a bit of a barrier to get over um, in terms of you know helping people to not just dismiss it based on a silly name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And how has your work as a breastfeeding supporter been throughout all of this? Mm, so I actually um, actually trained over the summer um, with the Mindful Breastfeeding School. So I'm just wow. starting to offer my clients um, breastfeeding support. Um, um, so I've, I've been doing a couple of my case studies, which have been amazing. Um, and again, it's it's very similar to being able to support someone in preparing for their birth. Yeah. Um, you know, helping someone with a breastfeeding issue, or you know, I've been helping um, one of my case studies. Um, you know, prep before her her birth, mm-hmm. um, and that's been so rewarding and just you know just lovely to be able to to support someone when they're at a really kind of vulnerable place um, and, and and a place where they feel like they don't really have a lot of support. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been fantastic. Wow, amazing. And I feel like you've branched out in terms of doing hypnobirthing, but then going into breastfeeding, which is, which is, in my opinion, not always the pairing that people get. Usually it's like hypnobirthing and a, and a doula. So it's mm. great that you offer that sort of that spectrum of support. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. No, thank you so much for for coming on today and, and sharing your experience, the, the reality of everything. That's okay. I'm, but always, always happy to talk about birth and anything to do with birth. <laughs> yeah, amazing.